Back to the beat. Bulls beat continues with Derek Sharp. We told you it was going to be a record attendance thanks to the initiative of Education Day, Hillsborough County Public Schools. Plenty of elementary school classes were there, and they were screaming from the beginning. No, it wasn't the opponent, although Charleston Southern was along for the ride. You know that their home arena at full capacity seats 880. So this was a few more than they're used to. But to be honest, a lot more than we're used to as well. 9,574 in attendance. It was funny, the season ticket holders were across from us, across from the benches in the lower level. But every other section was jam-packed with youngsters. And the Bulls put on a show for them. 81-35 was the final score. Of course, the Bulls coming off two disappointing games in the Virgin Islands, falling to Arizona State and to Texas, and really needing several players to get it going in light of, well, what Jose Fernandez told me before the game. Uh, to get better, what is the big message? What needs to be focused on? Well, I mean, we've got bad news that Emma's going to be out for a while with that ankle injury, so we're going to have to get Ave and Lore. Got to get those two guys to finish around the rim and defend without fouling. we got to find ways to keep Carla and Danny on the floor together. And what are we going to run offensively when they're on the floor? Then we're going to have to mix it up and play some different type of schemes, you know. Um, but we got to get more offensive production. Where we're going to get it from, we got to figure that one out. You heard it. Emma Johansson, who has been solid at center, is out. Now, of course, the Bulls have been getting great work from Victoria Blasig shooting the three-pointers. Carla Brito has been that second option. And then you've had in pieces performances from a variety of bulls well it seems like everyone got the message because you had everyone that you would hope would fill in those gaps do so and starting with Aveline Lucha Shipholt player from Cal who averaged right around double figures you knew she was going to give you six seven rebounds a game she's been doing that but after shooting no worse than 45 percent as a starter the last three years for Cal she had just big issues finishing around the rim, and we're not talking about difficult shots. In fact, in her last five games before Thursday, she had made five buckets in 24 attempts. For the year, she was shooting below 30%, particularly struggling against Arizona State. Remember, she came from Cal, and I know she was looking forward to performing in that game, did not even get a field goal attempt off. So especially now that she is the starting center, wanted to see her Get off to a good start. She did, as did the rest of the Bulls. Some first quarter highlights, and yes, with quite the backing track of a record crowd. They whip it over to Garcia, who hit five threes in a game once this year, but none lately. Banks it off the top of the backboard. There's Blasic up to Brito the other way. Euro step, a tough one. High off the backboard and in. Bulls lead it. Four to nothing, and the crowd goes wild. Two minutes down, Bulls up four to nothing. Area Wilson, the Bulls going with that green on green. Dark yeah, jerseys with a lighter mono. green. I like it. Monochrome a little bit. Kind of cool. Almost like the football team wore the eye the night. That's much better for Shipholt yeah. as he gets the pass from Wilson, drives the lane, and what a reaction from Jose. Oh, his hands in the air, my hands in the air, too. I, Yes, that is a good play. A power dribble up strong with the finish. Levy with a wide open three and knocks it down. Bulls are rolling right now, nine to nothing. Three off the mark there. Levy flies in for the rebound, and Romy Levy, like I said, Picking up where she left off, it's 11-0. You should have seen, not just scoring 10 points against Texas, but how she did it. Turnaround jumpers, aggressive drives to the hoop, and she's picking right up there, has a three and two other moves. 
Here's Levy out to Brito, wide open three rims out. Ava with another board, and she scores on the putback. Great to see from Ava, it's 13 to two. Wilson out to Blasic, just coming off a miss, goes around Abramson. Oh, nice, oh, nice find into Shipholt. And again, finishing strong, three straight. Brito flips the pass to Levy. That was a wait, 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 highlight reel, 17 to five. Levy had those 10 points in the fourth quarter against Texas, scored all seven of hers in the first quarter, so you take that as a half. She is also somebody that could help the Bulls out quite a bit. She would be quiet the rest of the way, but someone else who had not been, frankly, making a lot of noise started to with the unintentional making noise puns in the second quarter. Here's a tremendous 30-point period paced by Maria Alvarez. Alvarez, that's a oh, great show, and then a wide open three. That's a big moment right there. Maria Alvarez needs to get it going, and that was a wonderful start. Just eight for 29 on three. She can do better, and she's off to a good solid start here. And you see Coach Hernandez high clap that one. He knows that he needs Alvarez to be shooting. Ooh. Alvarez gets a handoff off the inbound. She wanted that. Two back-to-back -back threes by Maria Alvarez. And the ball is just like that, lead at 25 to 10. We haven't seen that baseline out-of-bound play work very much yet this season, which is the post player steps out, gets the ball, and then sets a screen for the inbounder who comes in to the three-point baseline. We get over to Gonzalez, speaking of shooting the threes. This is wonderful to see. This has been something we knew could be the case all year, and is indeed the case today. It started off with Lutcher Schipholt making her layups, and now Gonzalez and Alvarez making their threes. Day. There she is. There is Maria. She's the she. She is her. Knocks down another three. Three of them within the first two and a half minutes of the second quarter. And it is 31 to 10. Another timeout quickly on the other side. Here's Alvarez's chance for a 4-3. Had a feeling. Marina hits her. And Maria indeed with her fourth make from three. It was Alvarez who got knocked down. And then coach called that play for her. Nice. Yeah, when he saw the reaction, he called a play for her and, and props to her for hitting that. Makes it even better. Shot. Pass. Oh, Asensio up to Brito. Handle, lays it up and in. Great look between the Spaniards, 40 to 13. A good catch by Carla Brito. That was a great pass by Asensio. Led her right to the hoop, but Carla still had to kind of gather it in. She, her back was turned the, kind of the opposite way where the ball was going. Velasic wants to run, bounces to Brito. Oh man, she wasn't sure whether to pass or shoot. She was midair, threw it up at the basket at the last second, Carla and it Brito. drops in. She just has a certain flair <laughs> to her game, which makes me chuckle for some reason, because you, know, you don't see that all the time, but she has a certain flair, and she kind of smiles to herself. Oh. There's a steal by Lutz Shipholt. She has a guard on her. She lays up and in, and one. Great stuff from Ava. Looks like she was drawing the defense in and got what she wanted, and she's into double figures. 11.6 rebounds in the first half. This was in a Charleston Southern team that was out-rebounding its opponents on average, out-rebounded Florida State, and at halftime, the boards category was 29 to 12. Alvarez finished with 16 points, all of them coming in that second quarter. Some second-half highlights for you now, including Lucha Shipholt going for 17 and 11. She was 8 for 16. She came into the day with nine makes from the floor. She almost evened that up. A lot of fun. Still to be had. And by the way, Charleston Southern, sure, they were just 1-5 and five on the season. If you think they got blown out every game they played, not true. In fact, their lowest point total before this was 55. So the Bulls kept them 20 below that while adding to the lead and the highlight reel. And stick around for the fourth quarter for a player that 
hadn't scored at home, and again, in light of missing Sammy Puisis and now Emma Johansson, the more who can come to the scoring party, the merrier. Blasic wants to feed it inside to Alicia Shipholt and feed the hot hand. Normally, that would be Blasic taking that shot, but Lutcher Shipholt now has 15 points. And Danny Hughes, I just saw the assistant coach exchange a glance with Vicky like, good job. And same with Coach Hernandez, he shook his head yes. And that's a very unselfish play. She could have easily and rightfully taken that three-point shot. She's still looking for her first one tonight. Crazy that she has one point and Ava, one point, and Ava has 15. But you'll take it. You'll take different sources of scoring. Asensio, hard part was shaking the defender, misses, but Imputu drives in and scores. That's good stuff from Lauren Putu. Nine on the game. A terrible loud pass yes. stolen no by Blasic behind her back twice go. to get across midcourt. Steps back long two at the horn, drops it in. Vicky Blasic with some fancy footwork and ball skills, and the Bulls are rolling here today. Even with she not having a great game, that's her first make from the floor. It is a 41-point lead, largest of the day, 67 to 26. 20 seconds to go on the shot clock, Asensio. Brito with the cut, oh, there's the fine, play. beautiful job, and a bucket for Brito. Asensio now has four assists in this contest. Valero fake, drive to the hoop, and foul and scores! Judah Valero, a big smile on her face. Incredible! And the Bulls lead it by 43. Bulls are still looking to run with four minutes left. Get players out there that are from Europe and they don't really have the stop sign out there. <laughs> I mean, they do, but not on the basketball court. And Valero oh, being one of those players. Pulls up a three, yeah. Gives it the double fist pump. I told you she'd still be smiling. That is awesome to see her first three, and believe me, she can hit those. It is 77 to 30. Oh, yeah, she's a shooter. She's somebody you'd like to see come alive. Looking for Valero now all of a sudden, which is awesome to witness. It's a nice screen from Imputu. Judith is on Can you fire. give me some Spanish? We be in Judith. <laughs> 79 to 30, and Valera wants it all of a sudden. It is something else to see, and she's got eight points just like that. And Good no for her. Thought that was important, the freshman from Spain getting in there. And on a day where Vicky Blasic, who has been the team's leading scorer, did not hit a three, was seventh on the scoring list for the Bulls. They win it by nearly 40. Again, the final 81-35 before a record crowd of nearly 9,500 at the Yingling Center. Mentioned the two in double figures already. Lutcher Shipholt and Alvarez were joined by Carla Brito. 14 points, 7 rebounds, and yes, some spectacular stuff. Blasic and Marina Asensio playing for an ailing Ariel Wilson. Both went for 5 assists. Lauren Putu, 9 and 8. They needed that going in to a 10 day break. Men's basketball team had a weak break, but a really tough opponent that couldn't miss last night. Hofstra is top five in the country in three-pointers made. They have the leading score in the country, and both those things played out last night to big effect. Try 15 for 30 on threes as a team, coming off his 40-point performance as Hofstra won the Gulf Coast Showcase in overtime against High Point. Trent Thomas said leading score 7 for 13. He had an average night scoring. For him, his average is 25. He was not alone. Hofstra was just too much. The Bulls were down double figures less than six minutes in. They were down 21 at halftime. They were down 32 midway through the second half. If you were listening last night, and if you were by midway through the second half, great job. But if you weren't, I'll tell you, better yet, we'll play for you what Jim and Joey 
recognized coming out of a break and what happened pretty much right after. Joey, if there was any debate about whether or not Amir Abdul-Rahim is a mild-mannered head coach, win or lose, was answered during that timeout, he absolutely wrecked his kids in the huddle. I mean, gave it to them big time. Yep, it's about as animated as I've seen him since he's been at USF. And he just kind of, after speaking his piece, disgustedly walked out of the huddle. We'll see if the Bulls can respond to Amir's message. This is a jump shot high arcing three, which is well short, and a rebound underneath by Bryce Washington. He gets caught in the air, misses the layup. Sam Hines gets the rebound. Contested by Pryor, by the way. Outlet pass to Selton Miguel. Euro steps. Left-handed layup is good, and the Bulls went right down and scored. They might have gotten the message. Swinging around to Selton Miguel. Left side it goes Sam Hines. He gets into the short corner, kicks it out. Placer wide open for three, sets his feet, fires and hits. The assist from Sam Hines, and Jose Placer knocks down the triple. Well, maybe it's a lost cause tonight. Not sure yet, but that is what the Bulls have to do. Move the ball around the perimeter and find Jose Placer for a wide open three that he drilled. That was nicely executed. Hofstra pride player down on the ground. Reed with dribble penetration. Kick out to Knox and he knocks down that triple. Kobe Knox gets his first three-pointer of the game and Jaden Reed with the dribble penetration sets up an open man. You know, ever since the, the heated uh, sideline exchange with Coach yeah. Amir, the Bulls have played much better. Uh, again, granted, probably a little too late, but they are playing uh, a little bit like he wants them to play. Sure, the final score was 82-63, but what happened taking a 32-point margin and getting it under 20 by game's end and the way they played and the way they started hitting their shots, especially in the second half. Again, their deficit was too big to overcome, but they made six threes in the second half when they couldn't buy one early. A lot of effort in those last few minutes. And we'll see if it carries over to UMass tomorrow at 1. And depending on your viewpoint, either UMass will be well-rested while the Bulls had just played, or they'll be rusty because it's been since last Wednesday. They are 3-1. and one. Best opponent was Harvard, lost by 3. Their other three games put up no fewer than 89 points, including 102 against Quinnipiac and going to 3-1. and one. So another team that can shoot to 3, they've made 9 per contest. They have two players averaging... 18 and a half and 18 points a game. Matt Cross, Louisville transfer, was 11 for 13 for 31 points, 3 for 3 on threes last time out against Central Connecticut State. That'll get your scoring average up. And this could be of concern because the Bulls do seem to struggle defending the interior. They are generally undersized. Six foot ten, Josh Cohen, who was 10 for 11 against Central Connecticut, scored 26 to get his average up to 18 points a game. Shooting 61% from the floor. I guess 10 for 11 will help you out. Another challenge for the Bulls, Jim and Joey will be in Amherst, Mass. With that pregame Saturday starting at 10.30 after making the bus ride from Hempstead, New York. Got to mention the New Yorker, Jaden Reed, showed out pretty well for the Bulls last night. 10 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Sam Hines, 12 boards for the Bulls and 4 assists. There really were some high points in this game, unfortunately, defending the arc was not one of them, and that's where the game really was decided. Bulls had 16 offensive rebounds to 7 for the opponent, which was shooting well over 50% before missing 8 of its last 9 to finish 49%. Also got to mention Jaquan Carlos, the point guard for Hofstra, going for 10 assists. He was a guy who, as the guys talked about last night, in high school in New York, had a four-game stretch where he averaged 76 points including back-to-back 90-point jobs. He's become their point guard, so I'm telling you, Hoster's a talented team. You know who else is a talented team? South Florida Volleyball. Today, beginning play in the NIVC. The tournament got underway Thursday, and 
so far so good for the conference team six from the AAC, including Wichita getting to host, and Shockers won their opener sweeping Arkansas State. And guess who they get to play in round two? That'll be a fun one to watch out for this afternoon. Their rival, Tulsa, which dispatched UMKC. Also a team that the Bulls got swept by this year. Drake is hosting. They won, advancing to play DePaul. Basically, of the eight pods of four teams, five of them got it going on Thursday. The other four teams in the conference, including the Bulls, start today. If you missed it, East Carolina is hosting. FAU and North Texas are both in El Paso, where UTEP's the host taken on North Texas today, FAU, against UTA. Bulls against Buffalo, 23-8. and Two teams named the Bulls, and another named the Bison. That's Howard, which is going up against the host St. John's. Love the story on the Buffalo website, ubbulls.com, the headline, Running of the Bulls in the Big Apple. Buffalo at one point was 22-5. and They now are 23-8. and Those three losses all to Bowling Green, two up there where they only grabbed one set towards the end of the regular season, and then they got swept by the six-seeded Falcons at the MAC tournament, where Buffalo was the two-seed. Western Michigan won that conference with a 20-0 mark. And if you're wondering how they do in the NCAA tournament, uh, they took down the seven-seed Auburn in a sweep last night. As far as Buffalo goes, if you go by history, the Bulls will win today. I'm not just saying that to be smart because they're both Bulls. South Florida I'm talking about. Buffalo has never won a postseason match. They went to the Division Three tournament in the mid-'80s back-to-back and had not been to the postseason since 1987 until last year. The NIVC, they lost that, so this is their fourth appearance of any kind in the postseason. Of course, the Bulls, it's been a while since they won a postseason matchup. They lost in the first round to, ironically, Michelle A. Collier and Georgia Tech back in 2018. Before that, their last victory was actually in the NCAA tournament. That's in 2002. We'll be keeping an eye on it today at 4 o'clock, and if the Bulls win, the South Florida Bulls, well, I guess either of them, whoever wins, will be playing the winner between St. John's and Howard. And we now have a full track and field schedule. The indoor season starts on January the 12th with the conference championships in Birmingham late February. Outdoor season begins in earnest with the USF Alumni Invitational mid-March. It's all up at GoUSFBulls.com. 16 events in all. That's going to wrap up Bulls Beat on a Friday. I'm Derek Sharp.